All right, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34? Uh, the scripture says this, For you had compassion on me and my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have, let me turn the page, a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Uh, just want to remind us today, I know that for, for many of you, you've, um, you've already considered this as uh, October 1, and you know, what a, what a tragic day it was for the city of Las Vegas, but then uh, also what a, an amazing moment of solidarity and unity. And, you know, our city, sometimes it feels like there really isn't community because it's transient. Uh, we have 52 million tourists that come in, in and out of our city. And, you know, even in the neighborhood, I'm sure that you live in, people, uh, when they get home, the Garage door goes up, they pull in, the garage door goes down. A lot of times there's not a lot of interfacing with your neighbors. And, and yet, you know, when uh, October 1 happened, it really, it really was used to unify, um, I think, the city of Las Vegas. And it gave us an opportunity to really reach out to one another. And we saw God do so many things. And, you know, this is what God does. This is what God is able to do in the midst of suffering and difficulty and tragedy. Only God can do this. Only God can dig, take those moments and birth something beautiful out of them. You know, the scripture says that he is the God who turns our, our ashes into beauty. Like we come literally with nothing to offer him. And what does he do? He takes that nothing and he makes it into something gorgeous. And to the extent where even in persecution, you know, this is the author's point here. He's like, man, you endured the plundering of your own goods with joy. You helped me in my chains. You know, there was that moment in your life where when you were persecuted, you know, you handled it as a privilege and an honor and you were able to choose to rejoice. You know, the disciples did this when they were just initially preaching the gospel. They were beaten for, um, for, for preaching. And the scripture says that they left the, the Sanhedrin just having been persecuted. They were rejoicing that they had the privilege of suffering for the name of Jesus. You know, just the word rejoice. Rejoice is uh, not only a command, um, it is a choice that we make. Sometimes I think it's like we have this attitude towards joy where we think, well, I'm not really joyful today or I don't have joy or joy hasn't happened. And the fact is this, joy is a choice. Rejoice, rejoice is a command. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. You know, in those times where you don't feel like you have joy, those are the most important times for you to choose to rejoice in the promises that God has given to you. And you know, we're able to bring that into times of difficulty, and times of suffering and tragedy. Christians are able to uniquely bring that. When things are going crazy around us, what do we bring? We don't bring more craziness. We bring the promise of God's word. We bring the confidence in the sovereignty of God and the power of the cross of Christ. That's what we bring. And we can bring that joy, you know, sensitively in the midst of suffering, knowing that our God is able to take even great difficulty 
and to birth something beautiful from it. So today, as we read you know, these verses and as we think about what's happened in our city, bring that, all right? Be the fragrant aroma of joy, not because everything circumstantially might be playing out the way that you want it to, but because you have Jesus. And there's nothing to be, nothing more to be joyful about than to be joyful about our relationship with the Lord. We do love you, Lord, and we choose. We make the choice today to rejoice in you. We pray that it would shine as a light as we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day.